Hi. Welcome to Pedro Pascal, the Pedro Pascal podcast. I'm your co-host, Rachel Leishman. And I'm your other co-host, Katrina Dennis. And this week, we're joined by the the lovely, the perfect, the amazing Jamie Dirac from comicbook.com. That's me. I'm all those things that you said. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> of course. Uh, what an episode for you to come on. We're honoring yeah. the prequels best. Uh-huh. We're We're thriving. And it was, what a short episode, too. I was like, oh, the, it's over already uh-huh. in, like, a surprising way. Because last week was, like, the longest of the series. Yeah. Last so week was so, almost yeah, like this a felt shorter. full hour. We'll just dive right in. Katrina, what did you think of this episode? It was fun. It was cool. Uh, I There were a lot of great Bo-Katan moments, and that's that was really the highlight for me. We had, like, just such good Bo content. It was fun to see... I don't know. It's it's been really nice to see Mando go from like I'm just moving this kid from one place to another to like that's my boy. My boy is gonna kick your kid's ass. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> but everyone's like, oh, his character arc hasn't changed. He's done nothing different. I'm like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> like, He's like, like my kid is gonna fight your kid. Seriously, I'm just like, there is a huge difference between I'm moving cargo and I'm a little league softball dad now. He for sure would have a minivan and be a soccer mom, like hands down. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Like he would, he would definitely pick everyone up and like drop them all off and and bring waters and stuff. And yeah. Do we know, Um, is that, is, is that John Favreau? Because he voiced that guy in, in Book of Boba Fett, but the credits didn't have his name in them. But like, is he getting in like the suit? I'm just, I'm. Oh no, no. someone else is in this suit. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. But yeah. I was also like, it is she, that man is shaped similarly. Like, mm-hmm. like Favreau could have been in there. So I was yeah. like, I, and so I sat through the credits and they didn't say his name. So it's like, okay, well. Yeah, I think he's still doing the voice. I don't know, like the because Paz Vizla was in the the last episode, but then and the first episode. And I couldn't tell in either of those. Like, I was like, is this John Favreau? And this one, he talked a little bit more. So I was uh-huh. like, is it John Favreau? Or, like, is he still doing the voice? Or have they just decided he's not anymore? Whatever that the choice is, I do love Paz Vizla. Uh, he was a whole ass mood during this whole thing, uh, which he... I do love the reveal later in the episode that it is his son. I don't know uh-huh. if it was, like, his son or if it was like no this is like my grogu like i couldn't figure right. that out i had this debate with tony my boyfriend tony because he was like oh man mandos i didn't know they were doing it and i was like they i'm sure that they do have sex but but uh aside from They're that cult. they have sex like like, like right <laughs> exactly but i'm like but the name of the episode is the foundling is that referring to grogu in terms of the flashback or is that referring to this kid they're trying to save and I feel like so I I felt like it wasn't his real son, but they were really pressing the daddy thing. So well, I think my I would love if they fucked. I think I think my counterpoint to that would be that um, when Taz referred to Grogu, he he used the word foundling, but when he referred to his son, he used the word child. So it may I haven't heard what's his name. He has like some kind of Dragnar, right? Dragnar. Is that that kid's name? He's got some kind of Game of Thrones name. I don't know. Um, He hasn't been referred to as a foundling yet. So he might be, maybe. But, like, I I don't think... I think he has his, like, blood. I'm sorry. If you're telling me that Din Djarin isn't fucking, but that man (laughs) is fucking. Uh, He's got it. That girl... The the woman from 
Twilight on the planet from season one, those two for sure had to fuck before he left, which helmet on though, like naked minus the helmet. We'll dive in in a second, but Jamie, what did you think overall? Like, did you enjoy this episode? Oh yeah, I th- um yeah, uh, I like this the whole Mando seeing them all. Um, I like that they're all so colorful. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they look so pretty near each other. Um, it was a nice sight for the old eyes. Um, but I'm just, like. I'm such a prequel kid. And so, and I, I think back to like when, when the first season of this show started, my favorite thing about it was that it looked like the original trilogy. And I was so into that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this feels like the original trilogy. So no part of me ever thought we'd get to a point where I was like, oh, this has prequel vibes and I love it all. I'm really excited. Um, so that was, I was, I, and then, I mean, am I best? Are you kidding me? Like, I was, I was into it, but I'm also really easy to please. Like, I, I didn't like last week. I was surprised to learn that people didn't like last week. I was like, I don't know. I'm enjoying myself. I'm easy to please. Yeah, the, the yeah. last week discourse. Like, I didn't realize I wrote a piece and it was like number one on the site because people were like angry that I was defending that episode. And I'm like, <laughs> the show. They were like, "What's he trying to be?" Andor. I was like, "No." First of all, they, they couldn't. Andor was started airing after this had finished filming, so like impossible. But also, like, it's just honoring the characters that they established. Like, we were just hanging out with a character that we've known season one, and everyone was furious about it. I liked it. People I forgot like, how TV oh, works like these days. Like, just streaming ruined TV brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, doesn't work. There's, um, there's a yeah. whole conversation about media literacy to be had, but, but oh, this sure. is a Pedro Pascal podcast. So. <laughs> we can't be talking about media literacy. Please. She is the one who keeps uh, us on task. I see now. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, this yeah. What, and then I, I love my dynamic with Rachel because I am always the chaotic one in the relationship. And finally, <laughs> finally, I get to be the straight man. Like, <laughs> I love it because I'm like hooper dooper 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 doo. Yeah, I like the episode. I do like. I think the prequel. Why? Why I'm like yes, prequels. Outside of just I'm at best is because we're on Coruscant for the second week in a row. Yeah, um, and that just in- instantly is like yeah, I'm in the prequels because you spend a shit ton of time in Coruscant in the prequels. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I think. I like Grogu just flying around on his little ship afraid of everything. I think it is so funny. And this episode in particular is just like, Din really said, you got this, buddy. Go ahead. And he got shot with a paintball twice mm-hmm. before he, like, figured anything out. Like, I am just obsessed with, like, how no one explains anything. And yet again, the voice of reason is Bogotan. Like, she was like, "You, he didn't know how to do this. <laughs> Why'd you just put him in this? Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, I think it's just a really fun dynamic that they're building between, like, Bo and Din and Grogu and how it it weirdly reminds me. I watched Dungeons and Dragons last week. I mean, it reminds me of a dynamic in Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm like, is this the new trend that we're going to have, like, two friends and a kid and they're all hanging out together? I I liked it. All right, so just to dive in for those who are listening but haven't watched the episode, I don't know why you're listening. Uh, the episode starts with all of the Mandalorians, as Jamie said, in their various colors, um, all training the foundlings, sort of. That's what I don't fully get because there were adults fighting with each other and they were training, but then there were kids that they were training. And I was like, shouldn't you do this on two separate beach locations? You got the whole chaos. Beach. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> like they're they're not separated from each other. There there's yeah. nothing keeping it. They can all fly into I, each other. There's just no organization here. This is the no. same beach that that like Jurassic Park dinosaur attacked the alligator. Them on. Yeah, the yeah, alligator the that giant spun around. Al- like they didn't move, and and it happened again. And now they're coming from the sky. We had a literal Jurassic World moment in this episode. Yeah, yeah. the raptor just came down and like was like, "I'm gonna take this kid by." And the greatest is like Passive Vizsla says like uh, it happened again. So like, <laughs> we've all just decided this is worth it. We're not moving. It's fine. Those little babies were kids. Cute, yeah, I did love like, the weird ass babies. Yeah, I did. I, I'm <laughs> they glad that didn't they're there. Go, brought them back, and we're like we're gonna train them as foundlings. <laughs> How are you training the dinosaurs? I want them to wear helmets. I want like, giant raptor helmets. I feel like they're going to ride them. Yes. Yeah, I feel like Grogu some... has got to ride one of those. Yeah. I hope it's Bo, Din, a... and Grogu. Just... <laughs> Just like How to Disney. train your foundlings. <laughs> Coming to the Disney Plus. Yes. Uh, it is. It's really cute because in the middle of this chaos, Grogu is just like hanging out with some crabs. <laughs> He's just like, "What up? What up, Dad? I found these rocks." Do you, I thought he was trying to practice using the Force. That's what I thought too. And was like, and then they moved, and then I realized it was a crab. So I was like, "Oh, what version of Grogu is this? I'm training with the Force, or?" I'm trying to eat you or I'm trying to hug you because there's only three versions of this <laughs> creature yeah. and that's all he's he has no other mode because I do I do miss Babu Frick just <laughs> that was beautiful no bad baby but yeah he's just like hanging out minding his goddamn business and then Din Djarin is like mm, hey buddy what if you like here he is look he's just like I'm just sitting no one bother me. Um, and then Grogu, uh, he's like, hey, dad, what's up? I'm going to get a hug. And then Din puts him in a goddamn fight, like just in the middle of training. And like Paz Vizsla's like, the only one with sense. He was like, he he doesn't have a helmet. He didn't have anything. Like, I shouldn't. I, I'm going to like this poor, this poor kid is like try, faced with making a better decision than the adults around him. But I, I love it because it's just like. It's the, the Star Wars version of, like, I don't know, a, a dad picking up his kid and, like, throwing them into the lake and going, like, okay, swim. <laughs> swim. Yeah. But don't do not do that in this lake because the fucking giraffe <laughs> monster is going to emerge. Nessie is going to come out and eat you if you throw him into this water. Which, on the one hand, I, it made sense. I think Ash Krasan tweeted it, but, it, like, it, <laughs> it made no sense that they were still there. But I was like, oh, funny, and I guess I get it because they're like, well, no one's gonna come here trying to get us because who Except wants to for the fight giant off? Monsters. <laughs> but no, no human or humanoid creature is gonna come and get us because you gotta fight a fucking T Rex <laughs> to get through. And they're like, you know what? You guys can just stay, have fun. Whoever survives, survives. <laughs> it's cool. Like, what do you? What's in that cave? Did you go the whole depths of the cave? Like, what if a what if fucking cocaine bears in the back of the cave? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> See, that's that's the, the thing. Like, I'm flashing back to The Last of Us, where it's just like you know Riley had scoped out that entire mall, except for that one corner of it, <laughs> where that one guy was, and it's like, 
I just, I don't know, man. This, this place is, they've chosen Space Australia and it's not working mm-hmm. out for them. Space Australia. I will I'm say, sure. Katrina did say it um, and they're still on our image caddy because Ashley has not deleted them. So here's my favorite image from The Last of Us. <laughs> um, I am proud of the children of the watch uh, for switching mm-hmm. their little blaster things into paint, gu- like paintballs, um, instead of just like shooting these children <laughs> with like, <laughs> that's how many probably would do so yeah yeah that's what that was my thing is like they are legitimately the kind of people who'd be like you should have fucking fought back like and yeah and grogu would have been well he has his little chain mail Mm -hmm. so he would have been okay but his shirt would not have been which i do love that the paint goes away so i don't know who dry cleaned his little robe Maybe it's like disappearing. It just goes. Mm-hmm. I think it disappeared when a, a fucking velociraptor flew in and took his friend. They were like, "Oh, the ink's gone." We right. <laughs> we gotta figure this shit out before we leave to save that man's son. Somebody's <laughs> gotta, gotta put Grover's robe. robes in the wash. <laughs> what if they, they no they have to wash them with the, the alligator they're like can you wash these like time out we gotta do laundry you can come eat us. you can come eat all of us Maybe. in like three hours wait wait was it fixed by the time the armor like told him to come with her to go for well here's the armor? thing i have i have pictures so i'll let you know right quick hold on oh my god so this is the fight he just got hit okay so is it still on here? No, it's gone. This is when this image is when Din and them fly off, and Grogu's like, "Bye, guys, see you later." <laughs> and then he wa- his, but- his little walk makes me laugh every time. Oh, He's just so, just so, so slow. It's so funny. Oh, I could watch him walk across the whole world. The walk, <laughs> the flips, the flips are. I love the flips because it's like it just reminds me of like I throw a plushie across the room, and it would just go. My favorite thing, I, I tried so hard to get an image of it today, but my favorite thing the, the first two episodes was, like, Grogu got thrown places. And so mm-hmm. if you just screenshot it at the right moment, he'd be, like, like <laughs> mid-air, just, like, no reaction on his face. The best was, like, the one where Carl Weathers is trying to get the pilot, and his face is, like, just, like, in mid-air. Because um, it's, like, I don't know if they they were, like, oh, well, we're going to throw the cheaper one across the room. Because we're not throwing a million dollar puppet across the room into an actor's hands in hopes that he catches it. But it's like, you could have at least put a little bit of CGI face on this thing because it looks hilarious. <laughs> if you <laughs> it's just like no just throwing the puppet. I love it. I love that. It's if you know it, when I was young and we were growing up in the nineties, they would also just throw puppets. Like I've seen it. I've watched the Muppet Show. I've seen Kermit just whack. Yeah, and Kermit's little like the sticks. The sticks are like. (laughs) (laughs) We're still on the fucking dueling, but the so the dueling scene I do love because (laughs) every time it panned back, Grogu would just like look up and (laughs) like, "What am I supposed to do? What do you think I'm doing?" And Din's like, you got this. And he's like, no, I don't. What am I doing? And so then he gets shot and he's like, well, fuck. Oh <laughs> my god. He's so defeated and, and sad. Yeah. It's just oh, like, he's like, I got I got I got my gun. Oh. And then he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> he's like, I got shot. 
and then really just like leaves him there and then he turns around and he's like do you believe this shit i got <laughs> shot twice and i still don't know what i'm supposed to do which is when din's like show them what you can do information that would have been pertinent at the beginning of the fight <laughs> like mm-hmm. hey no i want you to show them what you can do and then he's like oh okay well, maybe he and wanted then- him to to just have figure it out for himself. Like, maybe usual Jedi trick, buddy. But he gave him opportun- two opportunities to figure out that he has superpowers. And when he didn't, he nudged him along. He's like, yeah. you got it, buddy. And Grogu cheated because this was like a a duel duel where you're supposed to shoot one. And Grogu's like, I'm going to flip twice and shoot this guy three times. Uh-huh. I also was like, shouldn't they have been like disqualified but no they were like yeah, you don't know he's the winner these mandos have no rules i'm telling you they claim they, they have, have all rule. these rules they got one rule to take your fucking helmet off if, yeah, if you do right. to go don't to take the your helmet off this water it's don't take your helmet you. off and don't lose that's it it's it's uh it's a horror show i could never be a mandalorian <laughs> <laughs> don't take your helmet off but you can fuck and uh if you do lose you're not a mandalorian anymore you suck yeah even though they've lost so many times like the children of the watch i will never forget that 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 first episode dinjarin comes saves everybody and the armorer is like what the fuck do you want i'm like you would all be dead the alligator would have killed you the alligator that you're still living with they went i hate these i hate this cult so much it's just they have the dumbest fucking rules like this was chaos for no reason. The armor, what do you do? Other than just making armor, do you do anything of importance? Because every time there is a battle, she goes and makes more armor. For who? They're all gone. They're all battling. Who it seems you- like she's had, like, there's always somebody who needs something. Because yeah. like, she's like, like, here's a new piece for you, Grogo. Here you go, Bo. It's like, I think she just really is into fashion, and so she's going so slow, so she never has to stop. She actually, yeah. this but cult it was like- is not, it's not a religious cult. It is the start of her fashion house. But yeah. nobody else yeah, 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 yeah. This is, this is like Houston's, like, weird two-floor, like, studio that he had this is her version of that it's just like every time she doesn't go and help anybody she's useless and then she's mean to every single person who helps her in any way i was like you're not fun i don't understand why i didn't wanted to come back so bad i'd be like thank fuck i'm out i'm piecing i'm gonna go figure out what book ends up to meanwhile she's having a fucking identity crisis It's like, no matter what, where you turn, someone's having a crisis, and no, and the only one who seems mentally okay is Din. Uh-huh. He's like, I did what I need to do. I'm gonna go save this kid. What up, buddy? I'm back. Give me a hug. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I guess he's mellow, but like, is mentally okay, is that the word we want to use for the man who went back to the abusive cult? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> after, I- after almost dying four times? Yeah. Like, if I, if I were Din and, and I were mentally okay, I'd be with Cobb Vance right now. Always saying I live in my little boyfriend's settlement. Bye, everyone. Yeah, those two should be fucking. As we now know that Mandalorians <laughs> fuck, those two should be fucking. Just like yeah, gay Star Wars is my like whole thing. That's what I got yeah. right here. Oh, so. beautiful. 
Love yeah. that. Oh, Give me more I of that, love please. Them. I would <laughs> love it. Well, instead, what we're getting is Din being like, boop, 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 boop. me and Paz Vizsla. So, all right. Grogu cheats, beats Paz Vizsla's kid, and then this kid's like, man, I'm so sad. I'm going to go walk and stare at the water, which he also shares one collective brain cell with the rest of them, because why would you go near the water where the... Where, for the second time <laughs> he, wasn't he wasn't he the one that the alligator tried to eat in the first episode as what? i'm a floridian and yeah, you know I'm better about to bring it up you know better you know better. You don't go near the lake the only people who continuously Damn go near it. the lake are tourists at disney world who have not learned from the past three children that have been <laughs> yeah, by alligators. Just <laughs> they're just like go ahead no. go ahead billy go check out the water I take alligators very seriously, and they should do. (laughs) This kid almost died in the first episode, I'm 99% sure. And then he said, I beat one alligator, I can beat another. You didn't do shit, first of all, kid. You almost died and Din saved you. And then he went back to the water, and a fucking raptor came and saved him. What's going to be the third thing that tries to kill this goddamn kid? (laughs) Is he going to get stepped on by, like, Littlefoot? The raptor and the uh, the giant crocodile will come back, and then the Tyrannosaurus will inadvertently save him by attacking the raptor and the crocodile, and they'll have a big dinosaur fight. Just like and then the flag the will fall down, and it'll be like, yes, exactly, like the end of Jurassic Park. It's just this fucking kid. I was like, you're so stupid. Sorry, Paz. You're one collective brain cell with the armorer went to your half of it went to your son so t- together you went brain cell because your son learned nothing Vizla, and i was looking up from hell <laughs> i would be so upset be like, this is what this my is, legacy is <laughs> the last of my i mean sabine ren is part of the clan Vizla, so at least there's somebody out there to be proud of she but took like, them all she yeah. took all the brains <laughs> She left nothing for the rest of them. I was like, my God, this fucking kid. He gets taken. <laughs> Meanwhile, his other half of a brain cell that belongs to his father, maybe John Favreau, decides he's <laughs> going to try and jetpack after a fucking dinosaur. And then they get to a location and he goes, I'm out of gas. No shit, you're out of gas. You tried to jetpack after a dinosaur. <laughs> and then Bo-Katan who has the only brain cells there was like I got my ship and then got on the <laughs> ship and decided to go after the dinosaur god and like, that was so funny <sighs> it's just like she's the only one who used and continues to use like common sense like if I were Grogu I also would turn to her in a time of peril because she's the only yeah, but, one who knows what's going on yeah, but she's also going through her own mental breakdown during all of this, so she's being aggressively nice about how stupid they all are. Oh. Like, if I was broken and I was dealing with two people, Din, you're my himbo husband, and I love you to the ends of this earth, but you also followed along with him in your jetpack after a dinosaur. <laughs> you guys were both like, I got this. You should know better, mm-hmm. but you don't. It's just, she's so nice over the fact that, like, these two guys are dumb as rocks, and she's like, I'm gonna help. Okay, girl. Maybe unpack your own shit. You just joined a cult because you saw a mythical beast. One, she doesn't have a home anymore, so she's probably probably like these dinosaurs are better than my rubble with my robot. 
and my I had nothing else to do because I had no entertainment and just sat on a throne with a blanket. <laughs> I mean, though, in comparison to the um, the beach where uh, dinosaurs attack you, I would probably go back to the throne, but it's gone. So. Just but if it were I there, I would go back to my throne with my switch. As I said before, let Bo Katan <laughs> play Disney Dreamlight Valley, just like yeah. on her throne with a blanket, just be like cooking a crudite for Remy. <laughs> but yeah, these three jabronis come up with a fucking plan to try and save this child. Which I'm sorry, dinosaur, you're taking so long to eat this kid because the kids, the kids, fine. So the dinosaur just captured him and was like, I'm going to wait a minute. So they had like ample time to come up with a plan, fly back there, put drop Grogu off the armor where they were like, you stay here. You have your own identity crisis. We're going to go save a kid in the midst of everyone else having a crisis. It'll be fine. Which which gives us where we were examining whether or not Grogu still had paint on his jacket. So at some point they cleaned the child. I guess maybe, like, that paint is designed to wash off, I guess. I, I, I like the invisible yeah. it's, it's likely they just, like, were lazy and forgot. Um, <laughs> you know, I like the idea of, uh, you know, or maybe it's going to reappear, like, who framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Everyone oh, else yeah. is having, like, critical discourse, and we're having where did the paint go discourse. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's the paint? Um, and it is also just, like, one of those things where... The armorer walks away just expecting Grogu to like lo- like boop doop doop behind her. When I'm like, you asked him to follow you. Your legs are three times the size of his body. So you had to for sure go into whatever room you were going in and just sit there for at mm-hmm. least an hour to walk from point A to point B and get the whole way into your little den of creation. But he he does get there eventually. He follows her and they have a little lovely conversation about like the she's making his armor and they're talking about it. But Grogu is also not listening because he's having like flash like she's triggering him, but she does not know that she's triggering him and like truly has like the saddest little face (laughs) on the planet. (laughs) Well, she's just like boop a doop doo Mandalorian armor is important. Here's what we do. All of the Mandalorians get part of their Beskar for the foundlings. And meanwhile, Grogu is like, I remember when I almost died in the Jedi Temple. <laughs> okay. She, this poor lady's talking. He's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, lady. But then it, um, it flashes back to when Grogu was escaping Order 66 when he was 27 years old. <laughs> this is 27 years. I did the math. This is 27-year-old Grogu. I'm surprised he didn't look a little smaller. Like, he looks a little smaller, but I I expected, like, maybe, like, a little smaller. Like, his ears are a little tinier. Yeah. Yeah. If you really look at the wrinkles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Going back and forth, what you're doing now is making me see the differences more. (laughs) Yeah. For those just listening to this podcast, I'm just flashing back and forth between... (laughs) 55-year-old Grogu and 27-year-old Grogu. How it started, how it's going. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, 
but and he's like the Jedi are fighting to try and get him to safety. So we still don't know how he came to be, why he's so important, why he's the one that they're protecting. The only thing we know is that the Jedi are trying to get him to safety and like failing for the most part. They're 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 very bad at it. And I would just imagine he's important because they know what his how rare his species are and how long they live. Yeah. So it's like if anyone's gonna keep this stuff going, it's gonna be the one guy who's gonna live to be nine hundred. Uh, Surprise is, though, I he feel like give is, a fuck. Well, I mean, surprise. That's what you like, get for uh, entrusting your life in a with a baby. That's its own problem. But I, but I feel like, like I'm the... surprised that they that yeah. he's the one they'd focus on. So I guess Keller and Beck, who I'm going to show an image in a second, he the, he's continuing the plan that they had originally set out because the only part of the plan that we know in that first sequence is get him to the elevator. So I was like, do you have any plan past the elevator? Like, is it just get him to the elevator? Like, get him to Kelleran, and then they said, get him into the elevator. Okay. Because he started, there were four Jedi, and then two of them got shot down, and then the other two went with him, and then one of them got shot down, and then he got into the elevator, and then one of them got murdered right in front of him. He had to have a really awkward (laughs) elevator ride with a corpse. um, And the elevator opens to Ahmed Um. So I uh, admittedly have not watched this show, but I didn't realize that is his character from the Jedi Temple show, which is really cool. It's a crazy pool because that means someone's going to watch this reality competition show for children. But I do love it. Love that that's wh- what they're pulling from. For those who don't know who Ahmed Vest is, uh, he's also Jar Jar Binks. So this is like a nice like return to Star Wars in a way where he's like, he's badass. And it's like, I hate, I saw a lot of people being like, they redeemed him. He didn't need redeemed. You guys were yeah. mean as shit about Jar Jar. It's meant for children. I had fun watching Jar Jar Binks. I love Jar Jar. I got a lot of Jar Jars on my shelf behind me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but Binks. like... uh you know, it's. I'm glad for him because he said like he mm-hmm. contemplated suicide and shit for what, like yeah. for how bad it was, and um, so like it's it's cool to see him get to do something cool. Um, but yeah, a lot of people were not nice to that man. Like it's his yeah. fault nope. that that George Lucas wrote Jar Jar Binks. You know. Yeah. Well, and it's also I every time someone acts like, well, how dare Star Wars be unserious? I think about Freddie Prince Jr. like popping off about how Star Wars is meant for kids. And it is just when a new franchise comes out and you're no longer a kid, you're like, what is this? This is stupid. Why is it not like what I watch? It's like, well, because it's not for you anymore. It's for kids. And it, yeah. if you recognize that, you'll have way more fun watching Star Wars. If you're mm-hmm. like, this is meant for children. Minus like Andor. Andor's not for children. The rest of Star Wars. But that's the thing is that like constantly people are like, oh, this isn't serious enough to be Star Wars. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but outside of like the the run on the Tantive Four, like the entire opening of A New Hope is hilarious, and it's about like droid comedy. Like, are we really are you watching the same franchise here? No, because people no. listen. The whole franchise is about a fucking hermit and his dog who don't like who end up with a child that they don't want, Luke Skywalker, and then he's like, "Well, who's this lady?" 
And then, he, like, the scene in which Han Solo is like, everything's fine here, is, like, one of the funniest scenes in movie history. But people are like, mm-hmm. mm, be serious. About what? My space yeah. drama? Luke Skywalker threw himself down in the sand and was like, oh. And I'm supposed to be like, yes, this is serious. Mm-hmm. That man is on the sands of Tatooine. How dare? How dare I laugh? Mm-hmm. Point is, I'm at best rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an I'm at best uh, stand account. And he yeah. gets to come. And drive around with Grogu. I uh, will say, take- I, was, I was worried that he'd get, like, shot down somehow in this sequence. And I'm very glad that we see him go all the way out, like, the way he does. So Yeah, he could see more of him, you know? Yeah, like, that, I yeah. do like that we don't know what happens. Like, we obviously, we mm-hmm. know Grogu gets to safety, but we do not know where he is mm-hmm. yeah. in the grand There's so many Grogu of- questions. I want to know where Grogu is in the sequels. You know, like mm-hmm. there's so much Grogu time to explore. And I oh, I have, I have a theory at least about where Mando is, but uh, I don't know about Grogu. He, Mando would be like sixty. He'd be sixty. Okay, here's the thing: Mando could be sixty, living on a farm like he should be, having like a nice, easy life. But if you have ever been to Batu um, at Galaxy's Edge, uh, mm-hmm. there is an incredibly similar helmet and uh and like long gun there that are hanging on the wall like very 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 similar and so from day one when i like like mando uh, premiered and i went to batu the next week and like i saw that on the wall and i was like whose is that and they were like we don't know doc honda just brought it in someday we don't know whose it is and i'm like it better not be <laughs> it not be my man like- <laughs> Maybe oh. he just gives up the helmet finally, and he escapes his cult, and he gets yeah. to show his pretty, pretty face. I hope yeah. so. That would be brown eye, brown eyes himself is just like boopy doop boop boop doop. I'm over yeah. here now. Uh, <laughs> oh, Galaxy's Edge. The only I went to Galaxy's Edge a couple times, but when I went with like my whole family, I wanted the Princess Leia raincoats that they have when it rains. Oh, I love um, those. And I I made the mistake of asking an employee and they were like oh we were made blah, blah, blah. and I finally like walked up to one I was like listen I know you're gonna make a response that you are in character I'm asking you genuinely can I buy that and the girl's like no they're not for sale but they also don't protect the rain at all they're like very flimsy I was like thank you so much goodbye like I was like I understand the the bit but I want that rink <laughs> like can you just mm-hmm. tell me if I can buy the raincoat and then I'll leave you alone back from bot two though so we're on Coruscant. Grogu is with Caloran. Caloran kills like 15 clones by himself. And then he gets to a ship that is prepared so that they can get Grogu where Grogu needs to go. And so the last we see of them is kind of them hyper uh, speed, hyper speeding, hyper drive, whatever. They're flying away, but we don't know I if they've point made out it. Here. Yeah, I want to point out here a very important thing. The guards that Kelleran meets up with are specifically from Naboo, like mm-hmm. which I love. Like I know at that time, Padme probably didn't know or wasn't part of whatever was going on. But those guards are specifically from. No, she's on Mustafar. She, yeah, she's well. She's either on or headed to Mustafar at that time because it's right. It's during Order sixty six, so Anakin's at the temple at that time. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh thinking about. Master Annie. While Kelleran is flying out, George Lucas' son is being shot on a platform. Bail Organa's rolling up looking like a, a whole leather daddy. Like all of that is happening at once. Obi-Wan's on a ship like this. 
He's just like, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Padme's across like the the promenade crying. Like also oh, Yoda's Yoda's with Chewbacca or with yeah. the Wookiees, but oh, yeah, shit. there's a lot of stuff happening at that time. We have we have <laughs> been we have seen a lot of Order sixty six, but <sighs> yes, these guards are royal guards from Naboo. So Kaloran's connections, I think, is really cool because he says they're friends of mine. And Jar Jar Binks is from Naboo. So I thought that was a really nice way to like weave that together narr- narratively. I hope I hope him and Jar Jar are friends. I hope um, him and Jar Jar are best friends. Besties. And so like the way he comes back to is he's like, oh shit, blasters are starting to sound like the best car getting molded. Um, and he comes back to, and the armor is still fucking talking about armor uh and he's just like i've been through it in the last two minutes that you've been doing this and this woman is making this child a chest plate first of all he is this big and she's making him a chest plate the size of a regular dude it's also the one part of his body that's already protected like give him somewhere else Um, It also looked like one of her shoulder things. Like, it looked like how they have the shoulders with the the signets on it. But she just Mm -hmm. was like, here you go, and put it on his chest. I was like... Like, I think, uh, well, she says, oh, you're going to grow into it. But I'm like, that's so much. Like, I don't know. I've I've always been bewildered by, like... looks like Flava Flav. Grogu's gonna grow up and have a dating show. Flavor of love. Oh, sorry, you were saying until I realized you look like Flavor of Flav. Uh, uh, no, you were doing the recap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do those. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So he has this like dinner plate on his chest now with the mudhorn, which I did love. It was the mudhorn. She was like, "That's your dad," but it is. It is truly like you could eat a whole ass burger and fries on this plate that she gave a baby. And I'm just like, his whole head's exposed. So if anyone blasted him and the part they would blast him because it's the highest up because who's going to aim at the ground like that and hit his chest? He's two feet tall. (laughs) Nate, barely. He might be like a foot and a half. She gives him this armor and he's like, hell yeah. He didn't even know how to shoot a thing until two minutes ago, but now he has a whole chest armor because there was a whole conversation earlier that we didn't talk about where it was like he doesn't have a helmet because he cannot say the words so like their mm-hmm. idea is like even though he's 55 he can't speak yet so he's like can't i don't i don't got a helmet on what would the helmet like, even look like it's gotta have ear holes right like <laughs> yeah it's got to I mean, we've or be shaped all around his ears. Yeah, we've seen alterations of helmets before, like with the with Twi'lek pilots and stuff. How like they have, you know, Hera's uh, uh, what was it Y wing helmet? I want to say it was a Y wing that she was flying in that particular sequence. She has flown a B wing though, but she has. It's like it's very front wise. It's very like standard rebel helmet, but in the back it just like kind of cuts so that their their leku can like go outward. So I think. If it ever gets forged, we're gonna see like a loop, maybe. Um, where his well, I mean, you're out. also we're also given a lot of credit to this armorer's ability when again she made him a dinner plate. <laughs> she's, she's gonna like, make him a helmet and then give her give him some tape. Like here, put this around your head for your ears. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Tape them in. Just get a wig just cap your on head. and just yeah. <laughs> Right in there. Just tape them, tape them down so then everything's fine. 
Yeah. Armor. Um, and then that's pretty much his deal until Din comes back and all that. Meanwhile, though, this is all happening, and they're all still fighting a fucking dinosaur. So, like, we're having a beautiful moment. Grogu's like, oh, my God, my past. She's like, here's your armor. And then it's like, okay, we're off to get Paz Vizsla's kid. And they're, like, on a dinosaur quest. The tonal shifts in this episode are great. I love it, but it's nutty. In a way that I'm like, I couldn't, I truly and honestly could not break down exactly what happened with the dinosaurs other than... They get the kid. <laughs> yeah, I found myself. There was a moment where I was like, towards the end, I was like, Tony said something, and I go, Oh, I, I missed that. Oh, I'm supposed to talk about this on a podcast tomorrow. I, I don't know. I saw Coruscant, and I kind of blacked out. <laughs> that last bit, I was like, Okay, they they saved the kid, and now they have some pet dinosaurs. I, I don't know. It's funny. They like bring along a bunch of extra mandos, and I think like Star Trek has like tuned my mind to think like, Oh, those are fodder. Like, we're going to see some people mm. die now. And then, like, none of them. They all come back. <laughs> They're all fine. There are no, like, red shirts in this episode. I did really like the, the moment where uh, where they all, like, separated to eat so they could take off their helmets. But they but Bo got to, like, the, the, the fancy fire spot. Uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that moment. Yeah. yeah, I did like that conversation where she was like, so how do you guys do this? And it's like, you go find a private little spot and eat your food. Which, I'm like, Din, where do you eat on that tiny-ass ship you have now? Like, where's Grogu going so that you can eat? Where do you do anything Grogu in that tiny-ass ship? Grogu has to go into his pod so that Like, close his eyes. Around. Here's a blindfold. Like, I love that ship because I love seeing the Naboo ship. But mm-hmm. it's like, that man traded a house for a for a Volkswagen Beetle. Like, yeah. uh, like, it's so, like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, if that, it was just, it's a smart car. Yeah, he there's no that house seat. for like a beat up old Miata. <laughs> yeah, like where's his bathroom? Where's anything? He just sleeps. I'm like, what do you, how do you do anything? Like, there's nothing, there's nothing. It's just a ship. I need Dave Filoni and John Favreau to come on the show so I can be like, where's he going in the bathroom? That, that's the questions I have about Star Wars. Like, I straight up mm-hmm. looked up the floor plans of the Millennium Falcon because I wanted to know where, like, the bathrooms were. Nobody's using Star Wars. You, that's where I want to know. But So they fight a dinosaur and they win. They're Sam Neill and Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum. They win the fight, bring home three dinosaurs with them. They get off the plane. Uh, <laughs> Din, they get off the plane and Din and Bo are like, boop-a-doop-a-doop-a-doo. And Din, like, just does not care about anything other than being like, I'm going to go say hi to my kid real quick. Mm-hmm. What up? There's my son. And all of these people who did nothing, I didn't see any of them helping, are just kind of like, hey, guys, we did it. You didn't do shit. <laughs> it was, it was t- Grogu's face is killing me. He's like, hello? I've been through some shit while you were gone. I Father, thought about I my trauma. past. I have trauma. <laughs> I cried a little bit. I got a plate. But then, if you thought the religious trauma was over, here comes Bo-Katan. Um, and she, she's standing there talking to the armorer. And the armorer's like, you're missing a piece of your armor. Come with me. And so then they go into the same fucking trauma den. And Bo-Katan's standing there. She sees the fucking mythosaur on the wall. And is like, uh, uh, the armorer asks her about her signet. Uh, that she could just add in the night owl and she's like can i have a night owl and a mythosaur and she was like uh the armorer was like well the mythosaur belongs to all of us so yeah sure and then i'm like 
girl, go talk to somebody and don't talk to the armorer because she's not going to help anyone work through their problems. She just makes armor. <laughs> don't talk to her. That's, That's not what she's licensed for. I will point out um, uh, how easy it is for me to ship characters in gay ways on Star Wars. Like, <laughs> the armorer gives her the lightest shoulder touch ever. And I'm like, oh, they're gay. I did the exact same thing. I literally did the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah, these two. And then Tony's just like rolling his eyes because like, 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 if there are two women, I'm going to ship them. I had the exact same response. That's all oh, I needed. That was That's all I needed. Enemies to lovers because they, those two fucking hated each other like yes. three episodes That's prior to this. <laughs> it's lame better. that she didn't believe her though because it's like you believe that these waters are magic. You have all these things but you're not going to believe that she thought, saw the myth soar. I think that's kind of lame. Yeah, I, I do like that the armorer just goes, you'll see some crazy things. <laughs> what do like, you mean? Like, sure, sweetie. Okay, honey, okay. Mm-hmm. Go go to bed now. You mm-hmm. have your armor. Yeah. Just go to bed. You're fine. Yeah. You'll You're you'll fine. see some crazy things. It's okay. It's like, it's girl, she's she's telling you she saw a fucking mythosaur. Well, I mean, it's the same shit as like the last episode when they bring the water. And Paz Vizsla is like, that could be any water. And it's like, he's like, I don't believe you. You could be doing it. It's that mentality. But it's like, what do I got to do? Bring you to the mines and be like, what is this thing? (laughs) Yet again, let's all almost die so I can show you what is in the fucking water. These people. I can't with them. Um, But then, yeah. So now they got three little tiny dinosaurs. Bogotan's still like, I don't know what my life is anymore. And Grogu has some trauma. Meanwhile, Din's there. Uh, he's, he's just like, boop de boop boop And that's pretty much what happened on this episode yeah, of The Mandalorian. That was a, that was a sh- it was, like you said, it was a really short episode. And now the, the um, Mandos have three birds uh, that they now have to train <laughs> on, their, on their beach where there are giant alligators that can come eat those baby birds at any time. Like, that, that's also the thing. It's like, are you going to stay there with, like, not only now human fodder, but, like, <laughs> a, a, like huge birds. Dinosaurs? Delicious dinosaur birds where the alligator knows where you are. It just ate their parent. Like, it's going to come for dessert. You know what? Them and their three brain cells can figure it out. I uh, hate a place. I move. That's- <laughs> <laughs> I just leave. Not the Mandalorians. <laughs> they're like why would we leave we have a cave and some dinosaurs that are trying to kill us but we have a cave can't find that everywhere i'm like go to tatooine you know just caves exist yeah there are caves talk there. to obi-wan he's found them all everyone's yeah <laughs> obi-wan kenobi found like five different caves that he could live in just go, <laughs> go find one there's the yeah. end up for all of you to have your own cave then you take your helmet off and eat food and not have to go sit in a corner somewhere. Yeah. Have these people never <sighs> heard of apartments? <laughs> no, they have not. Because they're all like, we have to all stay together but not take our helmets off. And so, like, just pray we find somewhere with enough space that we can eat. Otherwise, we're all going to die. Um, all right. What is... <laughs> Is there anything we missed about these Mandalorians that you guys want to talk thorough. about? No, I, think, I mean, I think we covered it. We hit it. all the beats. Oh, I do want to say one thing. I I think it is funny, the Coruscant moment where, like, they were, like, really, like, remember these places in Coruscant? 
that we showed you last week. <laughs> like, like it's not just <laughs> Coruscant, because you've seen Coruscant before, but these are places you saw last week, too. And I thought that was- <laughs> just in case you forgot, this is what they look like 20 years beforehand. But now, here's what they look like now. <laughs> that it's big like, rock is still, <laughs> still there. Yeah, guys, well, that was this episode of The Mandalorian, which means, oh boy, Jamie has to hear me sing. It does mean we are at our favorite time of the week. All right, here we go. Stash, 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 stash. The stash on everybody's lips is gonna be Pedro's. Welcome to Stash of the Week, where we pick mustaches that pedro pascal has or maybe doesn't have but it's our favorite pictures that we want to talk about uh and that's what we do katrina you're gonna go first okay uh, so why don't you talk about your pick <laughs> <laughs> a banana stash uh pedro did we talked about i think we talked i don't know if we talked about this but this is the yeah because stash. i said i'm john favreau this was the video yeah, where uh, i talked about john favreau for like that's that. right yeah so i picked that um i still can't get over this sweater i think it was incredible and uh you know and pedro had a lot of fun in that in that whole sequence just like talking about like chilean food and, and all the stuff he loves and you can see like the nostalgia in his face as he just like chops down on on that empanada so empanada stash also now a famous meme on tiktok yeah. when he's eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> my stash this week is a tweet i saw when i just simply was looking up news of pedro pascal <laughs> so, <laughs> the tweet in question from a, a twitter user who their name says sammy if that is your real name um, and it says, this is officially my new favorite genre of Pedro Pascal picture, where it's just people taking a picture and he just is in the background, staring off in space. There was a TikTok I saw that was the same way, where it was like some girl and her friends all hanging out and it would pan over and he'd be sitting there. Um, and now Jamie's pick is the least surprising thing I have ever received in a text message. Um, I was I was I mean, seeing I Sweeney to. Todd and I saw this and I showed my roommate and I said, this is the least surprising pick for Jamie. So Jamie, tell the people what you picked. Uh, well, he didn't have a mustache, but I did pick uh, Pedro in his one single episode of Buffy, the season four premiere, <laughs> The Freshman, where he befriends Buffy, but then he quickly becomes a vampire. Uh, and I picked this photo because Buffy's my favorite television program of all time. And it, this it's been coming up a lot because he's, you know, starring in two really big shows and SMG is starring in the Wolfpack. So she's been having this insane press tour. So this we keep circling back to this one episode that he was in. And I just like being reminded <laughs> that he had to wear the vamp makeup for, for one single episode. I actually, um, uh, I, I don't love this episode. Uh, I don't like seeing uh, Buffy's prom uh, uh, trophy get uh, smashed but aside from that I really like seeing Pedro uh, and, uh, it's fun to look back they're, they're, it's fun occasionally to see people in Buffy that you're like heck yeah so yeah Buffy and Angel are like my favorite like I was thinking if you may had if you had made me choose between Star Wars and Buffy it would be probably the hardest decision of my life oh. and uh, so yeah that's why I picked it and now now you got both <laughs> uh, Jamie tell the people where they can find you 
Oh, well, I'm on Twitter, excuse me, and Letterboxd at, at Jamie Cinematics. Uh, I host, co-host the Phase Zero podcast every Wednesday with my work at comicbook.com. I write articles in comicbook.com. Sometimes I interview people. Next week, I'm interviewing the cast of the new Grease show. Uh, I haven't Ooh. watched the screeners yet. I'm really worried, because Grease is my favorite movie of all time, and like mm -hmm. people what's going to happen is this show's going to come out and no matter if it's good or bad, people are going to talk to me about it. So I was like, I might as well cover it for work because I'm going to get stuck with this thing anyway. And I'm, I haven't started it, but I'm nervous. I really want it to be good just because it'll make my life easier. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. <laughs> You're like, I'm really selling this show. I've not watched yet. I'm hoping it's good for my sake. Yeah. Just for my own sanity. Like I do, I, I, I truly like because it's gonna, it's inevitable when when Grease has been your favorite movie since you were five. The people want to know your opinions. They, they need to know. Yeah. They're like, yeah. verdict. What is it, Katrina? Tell the people where they can find you. You can find me anywhere on the internet if you look for O Katrina. That's O H C A T R I N A. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You're done. You gotta go to sleep. My whole brain just. <laughs> Stop. You and forgot to spell like, your own name. You almost oh, put an H in there. I watched you almost put an H in your own name. And I was like, oh, you're about to spell catheter. Me. You're like, you're uh, so close. Oh, catheter. <laughs> uh, and um, follow my adventures uh, this week at PAX East with the Skybound booth. So I'll be there if you're there. Come say hi to me and we'll talk about Pedro and we'll talk about him loudly and then maybe someone will cast him in a Skybound show. I don't know. I don't know. That's my hope. That's the only reason I work there. So Jesus. Uh, you can follow me at Rachel Leishman on Twitter uh, and uh, I think Letterboxd and then I'm at Rachel underscore Leishman on Instagram because someone hates me over there on Instagram and won't give me the not underscored version of my handle. Follow my work at the Mary Sue. Follow my work at the Mary Zoo and Collider. And as always, I'll be at Star Wars Celebration. So if you're there, let us know. I'm around. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Padro Pascal. Like, rate, or on everything. But like, rate, review, subscribe. Do all that jazz. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye.